Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to episode 38 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analyses, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt. I'm Kira. And today's show features a more manageable amount of news stories. Um, as always, we have an in-depth analysis of a chapter, today featuring Catching Fire, chapter number 12. Um, finally, we have a new, our new segment that we ran out of time for last episode. Uh, so fasten your seatbelts, because this is going to be one heck of a ride. Woo! Alright, so before we... Wait, jump- I'm not done. Oh, I thought I was going to take that part. Okay. It's in my segment, so I guess I should read it, right? Oh, the intro's your segment? Like, this is your time? Alright, well, go ahead. Well, I do it. Your time to shine, Matthew boy. Okay. Get away. <laughs> um, before diving into the news, we have an exciting announcement. Since it is the holiday season, we are feeling very generous. And you we, say that like a fact. Like. We will be holding. <clears throat> God, excuse me. Um, we will be holding a contest for you guys. Uh, to win the contest, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter and retweet the tweet about. <laughs> Retweet the tweet. Okay, sorry. Uh, about the contest, uh, we will include a link in the show notes. Uh, the prize is... Show notes. One word. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Oh, now lost meaning. <laughs> <laughs> the, prize, the prize is the unofficial Hunger Games cookbook. Um, we thought this would be a nice prize since people are always baking and cooking during the holiday season. Um, the contest will end after the next episode and we'll give you a specific date next episode on... Um, Depending when it comes out and everything. So. And as a special gift to you guys, um, something besides the Hardy Games cookbook, uh, well, all of them, well, you, myself, Kira, and Mariah's not here with us today, but uh, we will all be signing the book and write a personal message, message to the winner. Yeah, dedicating, not dedicating, but, you know. Congratulating them. Yeah. yeah. So that's all you have to do. Just um, be following us on Twitter, and then you can retweet the treat. <laughs> retweet the tweet. Retweet. The tweet we post about the contest, and we're going to um, include the link to that tweet in the show notes. So all you have to do is click the link and then But what are they actually doing it. for the contest? They're retweeting a tweet. And that's it? And making sure they're following us. So okay. not much. Really easy. Kira, why don't you hit us up with some news? All right. So, Panem Post, where we update you on the most major Hunger Games news stories in the franchise. So the first one is more of a quick note than rather um, talking about it. But Jennifer Lawrence has gained two titles since our last episode. She has been named Outstanding Performer of the Year by Santa Barbara International Film Festival for a performance in two shows she starred in, two films she starred in this year, The Silver Linings Playbook and The Hunger Games. This award has been noted to be presented to actors with a balanced amount of commercial and critical success. So just so you guys know, some past recipients of the award include Kate Winslet, of course her performance in... Um, Titanic is notable. Um, Colin Firth, uh, he did the King's speech, and Viola Davis, um, she was, um, what was her character in um, The Help? She was the, the main one. Um, it was, was, she it was something the, like was Abby. She, was she one of the friends? Abeline, sorry, Abeline. Um, so the other title Jennifer has earned um, is she has topped AskMens.com's World's Most Desired Women list. Say that again? So, yeah, it's askmen.com, 
um, has a list of the world's most desirable women, and she has the number one slot. So she beat out people like Myla Kunis, Emma Stone, Kristen Stewart, as well as many other women. We've talked on the show before a little bit about um, Oscar buzz um, for Jennifer Lawrence. Um, so, I mean, she has been the second youngest person to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress and, you know, co-president the award nominees for the Oscars in January. So, I don't know. I, I really, I would bet on it if I was a betting man that, um, that, okay, Matt, that's like a thing that people say. Okay. okay. Didn't know You gotta that. know these things. Didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, w- I think she's gonna win, get nominated. Maybe not win, but definitely get nominated. So, yeah, that's just kind of a side note. So, the next news story was brought attention to us by a listener, um, Chris. So, thank you, Chris, for the update. Um, so, the channel CW ordered a new reality show called The Hunt. You're going to want to listen to this, Matt, because I think you're going to want to watch this. In this Hunger Games knockoff, over the course of a month, contestants will be compete, com- will compete, divided up into 12 teams of two. Sound familiar? <laughs> a little bit. The, cons- the contestants will compete against one another in arena without food, shelter, or water. So instead okay. of killing the teams, because apparently that's not allowed in these reality shows, they must capture each other. So that's kind of like the twist. Um, so that's ha- it. I, they just capture each other. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it's, manhunt. Kind of, but like they're in an arena without food, shelter, or water. So, so and it's teams. It's teams of twelve and their pairs. I mean, like they couldn't even mix up the number. Like really, like isn't there copywriting laws against this or something? Not really. If they don't take the name. Yeah, take, but like they're taking her idea. It's her personal. It's ever, anyone could take an idea like that. As long as she didn't, like, patent it. You can't really patent it. I guess. Or copyright it. I mean, she published it, so that's kind of right. No, as long as they don't steal the name. Yeah. I can't really be called for plagiarizing. But it's interesting, because, like, now as viewers will be really, like, the capital citizens enjoying the reality show and watching them. So, you know, before we've said, oh, you know, going to the Hunger Games, and we're getting so excited about the movie premiere, and it's like, well, now we're the capital. Now we really are the capital citizens, like, watching these people and these reality shows. When is this supposed to air? Um, they have no, um, air date yet. It's just, like, it just surfaced, um, yesterday, uh, oh, well, oh, on wow. Wednesday. Yeah, so, uh, Wednesday the 12th. But I think it's going to be interesting if they have, like, live streams of, like, what's going on. Kind of like, um, like we have now Big Brother. I don't know if, um, any of you guys watch that. Um, I'm a big fan of Big Brother. Um, that was so corny. I don't even know. But they have lives, live feeds where viewers can watch what's happening, like, live in the house is where they are. But, like, we could watch them live in the arena. And you could, like, pay extra for that and stuff. So I'm, I'm interested. We could even have a segment, like, talking about the show, who our favorites are. I'm getting really excited about this. Okay. Probably won't even happen for, like, three more years or something. But No, yes. they're pretty quick with um pretty quick. shows, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um... So last episode, we commented on the leaked photos of the set of Catching Fire, specifically the arena scenes, um, which are shot in Hawaii. And so in addition to having our first um, Catching Fire look of Katniss Pita and then our first look at Mags and Finnick, we now have our first look of as uh, Johanna as a character. So let's take a look at some of these pictures here. That's her? Yeah. I don't like the hair. really can't tell. The picture's a little blurry. So, yeah, the pictures are kind of blurry, but the... Um, her hair is really weird. Like it's not what I imagined. It's it's um. It's it's short. Like it comes above the shoulders, and she has bangs, and it, it just doesn't look good. I gotta say, I'm, I'm not. Kira, we can't really a big tell. fan. It's kind of weird. I mean, it. Other than that, that's the only really thing that makes her, you know, be in her character. Um, 
because you know we we have them have the um well we, I wouldn't say outfits they're they're training their training suits or whatever we want to call them um that everyone has the identical one so that's really the only um standout thing about her just interesting that we're getting more leaks about it so an interesting fact to conclude the news an actor is portraying two characters in Catching Fire Jackson Speedle is playing both the male tribute from District 10 and Fennec's stunt double. So this information was leaked via the text from an actor who's playing the District 10 female tribute, Tiffany Marie Waxler. So when she hinted at it, people had to guess on Twitter who had the double role in the movie. And so yet again, another slip by a cast member that is revealing information Lionsgate probably did not approve of. They don't. It doesn't really matter. So what if he has a stunt double? Yeah, but I don't know. It's just information that Lionsgate probably doesn't approve and just, I don't know. Like what I'm thinking is like, like, why wouldn't Francis Lawrence just hire another actor? Like, he's the director of the movie. Like, why wouldn't he just hire someone else? Like, isn't that just going to get confusing? This is just your bias against Sam Claflin. No. This has nothing to do with Sam Claflin. Yeah, because Phoenix the one with the stunt double, right? Yes. Phoenix the one with the stunt double. So what are you saying? Hire another actor for what? For the stunt double. Why Why would you have a tribute play two characters? She, he's... Is that what's going on? That's what you're saying? Well, yeah. I mean... Um, Jack Spadell is playing Phoenix stunt double, and he's playing District 10's, um, male tribute. Well, they probably look alike, and Francis probably just said, hey, what, why should I waste time looking for someone else who looks sort of like yeah. Phoenix or Sam Claflin? Yeah, because he does have the can. same build, which is pretty much the only exactly. thing that you need. You don't you need the same just, face. Like, just the hair, and that's all you need to do. But, I mean, wouldn't it be confusing if we just see a flash of, like, Jackson Spittle's back, and then it's like, oh, which character he's supposed to be playing? Because they're all dressed in the same, you know, doesn't uniform. Really, doesn't really matter. He's District 10 male. It's not yeah. really important. Or, like, what if they're both seen on the screen at the same time? That's weird, too. I mean, I know I'm getting obviously, particular, I'm but... No, I mean, obviously, Francis, obviously, they figure obviously all it out, he wouldn't I guess. do that if... Yeah. Like, come on, Kira. <laughs> so, last episode, did you do the last chapter, or did Mariah? I, I did. You did? Okay. I did. So you did chapter 11, correct? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm doing chapter 12. <laughs> Lucky number 12. Um, in the world of Penn M. It's not lucky. They're, well, it's not lucky. It's they're just they're like, suffering in poverty. Yeah. How it's like District lucky? 12, Chapter 12. There's like other 12s. 12, 12, 12, and 12, 12? Like yesterday was 12, 12, 12. I mean, this number is just reoccurring. So but I just, it's not lucky. All right. It's not lucky. It's... It's it's bad a number. Choice. I don't know. Yeah, bad word choice. So we left off with Katniss recovering from her injury, jumping from high up in a tree to get back into District 12, since the gate's electricity had been turned back on after she went to the woods. Um, and she's coming back from talking to Twill and Bonnie. So that's what kind of Chapter 11 was about. What? It's so annoying. Like, Chapter 12 and nothing's happened. Yeah, like, we're on 12, chapter 12, we're on, almost on. halfway through the book, and nothing has happened. Like, nothing's happened. She finds out she's going to go back in the arena in chapter 12. There's only 27 chapters in the book. I mean, really? It's kind of annoying. Ridiculous. Yeah. Katniss, you conceded. So she's watching footage of the newscaster, supposedly, that is live in District 13, but she notices the bird in the corner, as we've talked about so many times. Um, so she's still recovering and just sitting around as she explains it. But she wants to do something, and she says, quote, find out more about District 13 or help in the case and the cause to bring down the Capitol. Oh, okay. So here's my question. If Katniss is so adamant about fighting the Capitol, why didn't Hamage and Flutard let her in on the secret of the rebellion since she was a main player in the arena? 
Oh, that's a good question. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Um, because I she, feel like I know what you're gonna say. Because, uh, like she's very good at like she's not very good at hiding things. Yeah. And so she would just like be all she would just not know how to like fake it and make it seem like yeah she'd make it be wooden like well. oh Peter I must save you <laughs> like yeah yeah like this is part of a plan right so go along with it like, right she didn't she didn't. Oh, she's not good at that kind of thing. So do you think they knew that they could mani- manipulate her, that they could have Finnick kind of swoop in and just be, like, a good guy? Um, she's very easily manipulative. You think so? Manipulated. I, I think so. I think so. But, like, the capital doesn't manipulate her. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like how? She, she's always been, she's constantly manipulated. I guess. Like, just, just all, she's just, like I said, like I said, how late, she's not a lazy character, but she's like, she doesn't do anything for herself. Like, everything has to be done for her. Like, someone has to instigate it for her. Right. Like. She's not really, like, um. She, like, for the wedding, like, for the wedding, she, everything's gotta be done for her. Obviously, everything's Well, I mean, her. she's not really, well, I mean, like, if, like, for example, like, if her father didn't die, mm-hmm. she wouldn't go out to the woods and get food. She needed, like, Probably an incentive, not. like, something mm-hmm. to, like, do it. Something, like, she happened. She that driving force. Exactly. Like, she wasn't going to save, she wasn't going to show affection to PETA if she didn't know she was going to get rewards and gifts from sponsors in the games. So you're saying kind of, like, a lot of her actions are determined by external things instead of, like, internal. No, we talked about this a little before. Yeah, because she's a very cold, soulless person. <laughs> I'm not kidding! And that's why you love her. But she really is. Yeah, Like, she's just, just, like, this dark, morbid person that really doesn't see, like, joys in life. But she loves Prim. Isn't that her joy in life? Yeah, she can love someone, but it's her family. She has to love them. And she obviously Does she cares. have to? She cares. Oh my God. She cares about them. I just think that, like, she's she's not a very, I don't know, like, animated person, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that's why I feel like in the third book, she was so susceptible to, like, the depression and... Um, like all the this moping about, like she and insanity, because she let this manipulation go so far and this distortion of her reality that she just didn't know how to handle it, or how to cope with it, because she internalizes everything. Right. And like every human, if you internalize something for so long, it's gonna implode. Yeah, definitely. So she wakes up one morning to find her prep team. No comments on that. No, like, good. Like, I don't have anything insightful to say. You just took the words out of my mouth. Oh, I I'm do. sorry. I kind of do that. Yeah, you did do that. Sorry. What did I just say? <laughs> Alright. Go ahead. So she awakes one morning to find her prep team looming over her. And so, like, literally, they're, like, Okay, yeah, I think I got okay. the so, um. <laughs> so they have visited to help her for her bridal photo shoot, which she's so excited about. Like, oh my god, she's getting married. Um, so Hamish has delayed their visit due to the lash on her face that she got when she intervened when ha- or when Gail was getting whipped. But she lies about the injury, saying that she fell on ice, and comments that her prep team aren't the, suspic- the suspicious type. So by saying this, is she implying that they are naive and, like, gullible? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, completely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. They live in the capital, where they think everything's hunky-dory and wonderful. Yeah. So, obviously, they're going to be naive and, like, unaware of, like, what actually goes on. Well, they're aware of it. I mean, they're a prep team that are prepping tributes to go into the arena. Yeah, but, you know, like, sometimes, like, the prep, More team, denial, the prep like, teams will, like, talk about, like, how they didn't get into this party or something like that. Right. And Katniss just sits there and listens to things, like, how is this even possible? Like, these people are just ridiculous. 
So, obviously, they're naive because they don't see, like, what actually goes on. They see that the district is impoverished, Mm -hmm. but they don't see, like, how much they're suffering because they're in this lifestyle that's, like, extravagant. Like, for example, like, we went to, like, um, an underdeveloped country, for example. Okay. Hypothetically? Hypothetically. Okay. Like, if just anyone went there. And coming from the society that we live in, it's like, it would, we wouldn't know how to react to it. But like, we obviously feel guilty, guilty and sad. <laughs> like, we obviously feel that way because, I mean, they don't, they're not as fortunate as we are. But we're just sort of, like, blind to it. Like, we try not to think about it. And we kind of define normal around, like, what we experience. Like, yeah. like in our culture, there are people that are below us. Like, I guess, I guess we're talking more financially. So there are people below us financially, and there are people above us financially, and we kind of define the normals where we are. I have two examples. Okay. First example is, um, I think it was on Facebook, that there was this picture of um, a little um, African boy that had to be like six, carrying like heavy bricks. Mm-hmm. Then the next picture, it was a picture of Justin Bieber sleeping in a chair, and it said, who's the real man here? And there's like a picture of an old man crying with like a bunch of bread in his hand, and there's a, and like then the caption goes, "You cry because you don't get an iPhone. He cries because he doesn't have food to feed his family." Yeah. So it's it's completely different. Like our version of normal is not getting a car on our 16th birthday. Yeah. And their version. Therefore, of, I'm not normal. Yeah, and their version of normal is waking up and wondering when your next meal is going to be. Right. Yeah. It's just, and so we're kind of blind to that side of the world. Well, I don't even know if we're just blind to it. We're not blind, we're just, we don't want to think about it. We, yeah, we either don't want to think about it or we think that we really can't do anything to help, you know, which is not true. We could donate and even take trips out there and stuff like that. But, yeah. So, the usual process of getting Katniss ready um, occurs, and on the bright side, she gets to get shaved instead of waxed. They talk about just her getting ready for a while, so Mm. that's my one comment about that. Oh, my God. So, a comment about not being able to buy shrimp in the capital catches Katniss's attention. It is then revealed that they haven't been able to get seafood for weeks as the weather has been so bad in District 4. That's how they're naive. Yes. Okay, thank you. I know. That's why I really didn't respond too much about your comment because I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Katniss sees right through this because she's not naive and she's not gullible. Well, she's kind of gullible. She's all gullible. But that's besides the point. So here's my follow-up question. <clears throat> is Octavia and the rest... Um, really this oblivious? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yes. We, already, we already kind of said that. that um, so if so, is it because of the way that hate they have been brought up, believing that all propaganda, the capital tells them because that's all they're surrounded with? Yes. Instead of questioning it, like many of the other districts? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. That's all I got to say. Good stuff. Oh, okay. wait, wait, maybe I do have something to say. No. I no? Don't. I don't. All right. I have no comment. I think no. the question was insightful enough. All right, so Katniss slyly asks them what other products they haven't had access to, and they say crab meat, to music, to ribbons, all kinds of stuff. So, which, I mean, they're also oblivious because by saying this, they're revealing what districts are revolting. So but they Katniss, don't know that. Right, so that's why they're oblivious. Um, so it's revealing that the districts um, three and eight have revolted. And four. Along with four, yeah, I already said four, so. And she says, quote, the thought of such a widespread rebellion has me quivering with fear and excitement. So this quote kind of shows how she's, you know, both, like, excited to possibly have a change in Panem where, you know, people have not 
experience a change. It's been set in its ways for 75 years now that people really haven't experienced this. But at the same time, she's fearful because of all the people that are probably going to die and everything, all the repercussions of um, a rebellion. Nice word. Thanks. So Sinan interrupts her um, talking to them uh, and finding out more about the districts. And she can tell he doesn't believe the ice story of falling. You know, because Sinan's a little more insightful than the rest of them. And he kind of, he has That's a higher brain. emotional intelligence than them, I think. Like, he's he's not as superficial as them. He's a lot more deep. Um so Effie, as always, is bossing everyone around as they have a tight schedule to abide to. So Katniss describes the process of the photo shoot as feeling, quote, like dough, being kneaded and reshaped again and again. And I really liked this quote of, like, showing kind of, like, how she's feeling and, like, I don't know. It just struck me. It was like... Well, because oh. she's a celebrity. That's how celebrities are treated. Yeah. Just getting shoved around all over the place, but, um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think That's by I saying, like, kneaded and reshaped, she's like, because she's trying on six dresses, so they're like, oh, this, and then we got to change your hair like this, and your makeup, and your shoes, and this and that. So, like, <laughs> you have a really blank look on your face right now. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, it's a lot of words. Um, <laughs> so, I'm I think not- she's explaining it like that, so... So Prem and her mom, quote, seem overly happy about the photo shoot. When I fall into bed, I realize it's because they think it means I'm safe. So right now is, like, the blissful, like, happy, like, everything's great. Like, I think this is the one time that her family is happy that we experience. Like, can you think of any other, like, time period? Like, this little, you know, shot in time is where they're I mean, they're, they're not happy. really happy. Really? I mean, like... Obviously. I think they're happy. Like, right now. I mean, obviously, like, Katniss' mom is still I mean, not still recovered like, from her there's husband's There's still, like, death. so much emotional turmoil. But, like, what? Like, right now, they don't know Katniss is going to the games. Yeah, but, like, the death of the father? But that happened years and years so ago. I mean, you, it's not something you get over. I know, but time does help heal wounds and everything. Oh, like, like God. those times. Well, it does. It definitely does. Like, you start getting into rhythm of things, and, like, her mom is actually... You know, um, operating and everything. Really? I don't think time heals. I don't think time does anything really. I think it does. Like when something Um, first happens, like you feel the like really extensively the pain, and over time you kind of start thinking about other things and it's more distractions and. I don't agree. No. No. I think that once you feel that initial pain, it stays with you for the rest of your life. If it's something extremely traumatic, it's something you just get over. And that, but you do heal, like... I don't think so. Like, you're not fully healed. You're always still going to have, like, an emotional scar. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you're healed, and but, you're like, yeah, exactly. That, you'll have that like, scar. Like, it healed, but there's still a, a piece that it's Or you're still going to have, like, that emotional pain. Yeah. I just I don't, don't agree that time has anything to do with it. Well, maybe we'll live more and realize it does. <laughs> right, then. So, Katniss has a dream. She's in a wedding dress, running away from mutations in the woods. Mut- I always say mutations. I'm Mut- so science. Mut- mutations, mutations in the woods. I know what it is. My mouth just doesn't want to say it. So she feels the need to talk to Gail about everything she's learned recently with um, the revolt, the electric fence, everything with Bill and Twani. Twani. <laughs> Bill and Twani. <laughs> Bonnie and Twill. Totally. Bill, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, but unfortunately, he's in the mines as he is most of the days. Um, so she settles for talking to Hamish. So Hamish, wow, at least sound entertainment. I'm sorry. So Hamish and Katniss walk together to town. And she updates, updates him on her knowledge of the uprising. And he informs her of uprising in District 7 and 11. So now about half the districts have um, rebelled. 
So Katniss asks him if an uprising would work in District 12, and he responds with, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) He responds with, um, no. (laughs) He says no, as it would have to be everybody in the District Rebellion, rebelling, since District 12 is much smaller than other districts, which I feel like we've talked about the size of District a lot, so, of District 12, so. Um, So Hamish comments that the Capitol would have no problem killing off another district if they had to. So, Matt, do you think that they would, and if so, which one? I'm sorry, what was the question? Okay. So, Hamish is saying that the Capitol had no problem killing off another district if they had to, just like they killed off District 13 quotes around that whole sentence. Okay. So, do you think they would do it again? Like, no. exile another district? No. No? Because they depend on... I mean, <clears throat> District 13 is what, nuclear weapons? Nuclear, fissure, whatever? Yeah, kind of. Like, I don't think you really depend on that kind of thing. Well, like, they're doing wars. Like, it, yeah, it would be but, useful now. But, like, how do you think the battles would But, but in okay. the nation of Pan Am, where there's this high dictatorship regime, you really don't have to worry about a war. Well, I mean, can I use catching I, fire no, as my uh, Come on, no. Like, it, like you, really, you really it. don't really... They didn't think that they have to worry about a war because they had this tight grasp on all the districts and all the people. But in order to have a tight grasp, you need to have a really good military. Obviously, they, obviously they do have a military. But they don't need these extensive weapons. Exactly. Which okay. they, they probably already have the extensive weapons. They probably Some, make them in the capital. Yeah. But, like, if they mm-hmm. were to lose, like, if they were to kill off District 4, for example, mm-hmm. no, no fish products coming in. Seafood? No seafood, whatever the hell it is. Um, no seafood, and, well, I mean, you can live without seafood, sort yeah. of. Well, but, like, these capital people don't. But, like, just certain, just, like, certain things that you can't, you can't live without. Like, tech, like, um, textiles. Yeah. Like, if they recover the district, who's going to take on I that I think it's production? more like grain is a better example, grain, that that's, like, whatever. direct food and everything. All right, yeah, so, like, who's going to take care of that kind of thing? But I feel like those responsibilities would just be reabsorbed into the other districts. Like, they would each kind of take another thing. I don't know, because who would take on that land? The district next to it? Because no one took on the land of District 13. Well, that's because it still exists. Well, they don't know that. Yeah, but you can't... How? What is stopping from, like, people... Like, what would stop District 12 from, like, taking over that cultivated land? Because there's a gate there, and they say they can't. Okay. Right? Like, that's... They can't go past the gate, because the wild beasts will eat them. That's what the capital tells them. So, Katniss brings up the District 13 conspiracy, and Hamish doesn't believe it, saying that they'd probably just use old footage, because it's easier than flying all the way out to District 13. So, he thinks it's just kind of... Ugh, he's such a liar. Yeah, so he says, quote, The idea that 13 has somehow rebounded, and the capital is ignoring it, that sounds like the kind of rumor desperate people cling to. So... Hamish is totally downplaying this whole District 13, which is kind of funny, like, how, you know, it does exist, and, like, people that aren't believed are saying it, so it it doesn't seem real because people that are desperate are saying it. So Prim returns from school, (laughs) saying that Katniss' photo shoot is going to air tonight, which is kind of surprising news to Katniss. So my question is kind of a little bizarre. Um, So why isn't Katniss and Pete in school? Because they won the because they won the Hunger Games, they don't really? have to go to school. Yeah, because remember I said as up like as since you don't have to go to school, you have to take on a talent. And Peter oh, took on yeah, art. Yeah. Peter took on painting, and Countess took on fashion. fashion right. Okay, Cinna. Um, so. <laughs> 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 I 
Really? Because I was talking about how Cinna does the drawings of the gowns for her, and she poses them as her own. Right, yeah, so that's her talent. Um, but So then what age does school, like, you know, cease or whatever? Like? Seven, no, but since they're, like, an impoverished district, I'd probably say, like... No, because Gail's, Gail's done with school because he's working in the mines now, and he's, what, 19? He Yeah, he's older than Katniss by, like, a year and a half, two so years. So I guess, like, it probably ends at 17. Okay. All right. I just was, like, wondering. It's kind of a random thing that never seems to fit in anywhere. Um, so Katniss frets over um, over the bridal shoot um, airing on TV. Yes, she hasn't had time to talk to Gail about it. So <laughs> here we go again. Who cares what Gail thinks? So he, quote, knows that if we don't, Revolt, revolt in 12. I'm destined to be Peta's bride. So, so do you problem? think this is a motivator for Gail to be a catalyst in 12's own revolt? Why? Because Katniss is getting married? If, alright, what, what Katniss is saying is if they don't revolt, she's going to marry Peta. Okay. Like, that's oh, inevitable. I see. So Gail's going to want to revolt. Right. Do you, I mean, he's always talked about like, he's always bad-mouthed the Capitol in the woods years before um, PETA was in the picture. Yeah, obviously we know that. So, well, I'm just setting up my argument here. So, I mean, wouldn't, like, he already has um, incentive to revolt, but do you think that he wants to even more because it would prevent Katniss from marrying PETA? Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah? I think so. Mm. I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll play devil's advocate then. No, I don't right. agree. Um, no, I do agree. I have nothing for it. I do it's, agree. It's too good. All right. So there are opportunities for capital citizens to vote for their favorite dresses. And she says, quote, people are very interested in my wedding gown. So just as they are about to turn the TV off, Caesar instructs them to stay tuned for an announcement about the 75th Games. So President Snow, Snow gives a speech about the dark days. Now, every 25 years of the anniversary will be marked by a quarter quell, which, in his words, are a glorified version of the Hunger Games. So he refreshes everyone's memory on previous ones. Uh, the 25th was held, districts held elections for the tributes. Oh, that's interesting. Which, yeah, when I was rereading it, I, I picked up on that when I hadn't before. Um, so Katniss was saying, like, that's, like, so hard. Like, imagine being chosen by your people to go into the games. Like, and die. Yeah, which is like... Hey, congratulations, you're gonna die. Yeah. And, like, in, dis- like, the career districts, this would be an honor if you're nominated, right? Whereas, probably, like, yeah. in District 12... They probably have, like, political insult. campaigns. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was agreeing like, with you, and then I, like, understand Like, for example, like, I'm gonna pull Cato in club. Like, okay. Vote for Cato, the better choice, or something <laughs> like that. Like, I don't know. Vote for Cato. Totally what happened. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Um, and so, in the 50th Games, as we're all aware, was double the amount of kids, and that's the year Hamish was crowned victor. So, Miss Everdeen brings up knowing, um, Maceal Donner, and at first this seems in- insignificant when you're reading it for the first time, but later we put the pieces together, kind of how significant, um... How is she again? I she is. Okay. So, basically, Maceal Donner was Madge Undersea's aunt. So, okay. Madge Undersea was the one who gave Katniss the pin. Yes, who um, instigated the whole rebellion and had it all planned out, yes. Possibly. That's that's a crackpot theory there. No, but um definitely true. And she was a tribute in the 50th Hunger Games with Hamish. Um, and she placed fifth in the games and was allied with Hamish. Um, and she was the original owner of the Mockingjay pin that got passed down to Madge, which then got passed down to Katniss. So that's her kind of backstory. Okay. Um, 
So, just interesting how I think that was the first time she was brought up yes. in this chapter. Yes. So, it is then revealed, quote, the main and female tributes... The male the male, Quote, the male and female tributes will be reaped from their existing pool of victors. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. I mean, there was kind of preluding stuff before it. So... Miss Everdeen shrieks, Prim buries her face, and Katniss is baffled, not understanding. Then it sinks in, there's only three victors, two male and one female. She is going back into the arena. <gasps> That's not the right song, sweetie. Well, I try and change it every time, because, you know, Phantom Chapters is always a cliffhanger. It's freaking annoying. So, my final little questions here. So do you think the Capitol had planned this out for decades as Katniss guest? Or do you think they'd been recently invented it as a weapon to like control the rebellion, having the existing victors compete? I'm sorry, say that again. Okay, like I'll just expand on it. So like we know that Plutard had been planning a rebellion for several years, but did the castle go along with the tributes as victors to like halt the rebellion, or had it been planned for decades? Like did this they type just... of quarter quail? What this this type of quarter quail? Yeah, like did they have it planned that the victors would be? Chosen from and Katniss, existing pool Katniss of victors. Katniss is just an unlucky soul. Soul. Why, why is she? I mean, yeah, she's unlucky, but what do you mean? Because, like, obviously Snow wants to kill her. Because right. Because he knows she's going to be the face of the rebellion. So do you think, like, I think they'd plan the whole clock thing. I think that's been planned for a long time. Because, like, these quarter quells are really big deals. Like, they've been planning these for decades, they say. But what I'm asking is the specific part about... The tributes being chosen from the pool of existing victors. Okay. Do you think they planned that piece years ago, or did they just change it to that? Because of Katniss. Well, because of the rebellion, not just Katniss, but because of the rebellion. Because if you take take everyone's role models and like, wow, look at how they they won in the Capitals games. Like they made it out. They somehow manipulated the Capitol. Like they want to take them down. Like see your role models. We can take them. We have power over you, and that makes. The district citizens feel weak. I see what you're asking. Um, no, I no. disagree. I think that they've had this planned out because if you, really? there really, there really are no like other ways you can think for a quarter call because they've already utilized election, um, doubling the amount of tribute. So like, what else is left for them to do? I guess. So I, mean, I, I guess didn't see pull, this pull, pull, I I thought it was like I guess it's in tree interesting, and I guess it's kind of, I guess it's true. And it makes sense. I think that it was planned. I disagree. I think the, the the rebellion, they saw how it was spreading and everything. And so then they were but like, like we got to do something to stop it. But this. like, what is that, st- what is stopping, what is doing that going to, how is that going to stop the rebellion? Well, as I said before, like having, like people look up to these victors. These victors came from like the districts. Like it's not like capital citizens where everybody's extravagant and everybody's rich and everybody's beautiful because of these surgeries and the food and the pills and all that kind of stuff. It's it's looking at someone that came from where you were and seeing how they became the celebrity. So you look up to them because they were like you. They understand where you are, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So when you take these role models and celebrities and, and you take them and put them in the arena and you kill them, and there's only, you know, you're killing 23 of these celebrities. The, the district citizens are going to feel like weak and, and they don't have anyone to rally them up. Like, they don't have any um, leaders or inspirational, like, role models to lead them to a rebellion. Like, they're left with nothing. They're left with just followers. They have no leaders. 
And that's why I think they changed it. I disagree. I think it's too I think it's too quick for them to change it. I think they I think they've had had multiple meetings beforehand to plan this out and to and organize it. And it was just a coincidence it. that it happened during the rebellion. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm still sticking with my Capital people aren't that brilliant. Well, the the game makers are. I mean, the stuff they've come up with over the years. It's yeah, but you have to understand, there could be like a committee or a board that handles the actual Hunger Games. It's not just something that happens overnight. Yeah, no, I know. So there's a a probably thing. a committee. I mean, obviously they have yeah, a group of game, game makers, but they don't plan the actual games. They just plan like the arena and stuff that is going to go on there. In the arena, they don't actually plan like what it's going to be and what's going to entail. Right, like the storyboard, exactly. I guess you could say. Exactly. All right, well, that was a good um, chapter. So... Moving on to our next segment. This is the new segment we've been alluding to. And um, I think we came, we settled on this name, Matt. At least I did. Whatever. Geeks Discuss Greek. Oh, my God. A brand new segment where we discuss how Greek and Roman mythology relates or possibly influenced the Hunger Games. So it's actually funny because on our first episode, within the first five minutes or so, um, we dis- will you discuss kind of how Susan Collins was influenced by the Minotaur in Greek mythology on the first episode? I so, discussed that. Yeah, you, you well, you were talking about the backstory of the Hunger Games and like when it was published and kind of boring like oh the stuff like that, that you wrote. Okay. And then yeah, I think I wrote it, but you you talked about it. Um, and so you were just talking about like uh, Greek influences. So um, that's what inspired the segment. So we're. Relate. So our idea here is like we're gonna take um, some aspect of Greek mythology or uh, Roman mythology and relate it to the Hunger Games or see how maybe it was influenced. So I don't know. You probably don't know her, um, Diana, the Roman goddess of the hunt. Are you aware of her? Know anything about her? Don't know anything about her. I've heard of her. You've heard of her. All right, I can work Never. with that. <laughs> So Katniss with her bow and arrow evokes like the imagery of Diana, which, as I said before, is the Roman goddess of the hunt. So Diana was frequently associated with deer hunting, just like our heroine Katniss. Um, like in the movie, we see her, we open with her getting right into the woods, and then she's in there hunting the deer. And um, in the famous story from Ovicta's Metamorphosis, um, the hunter Akanon accidentally sees Diana bathing nude in a uh, forest pool, and then she transforms him into a stag and sets his own hounds to chase after him and tear him apart. Oh, hello. What does this remind you of? Mutations. Mutations. So Diana was also a chaste god, which means she abstained from having relations with men and everything. Um, and so that is why she dismissed um, but the hunter who found her in the woods. Um, and so this kind of relates to Katniss as she's like really... Uh, reluctant to engage in, like, romance pedo, which reflects her as, like, this warrior woman who is independent from women. So you can kind of see where Susan Collins was kind of pulling some of these traits from Katniss. Um, I mean, like, Katniss even tells Gail that she would never have children. So she's very, um, I don't want to say masculine, but for lack of a better word, she's, she kind of is masculine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, No, I think she's more of, like... Just self-sufficient? She's not really masculine. She's just, like, adaptive to her situation. 
I suppose. Because, like, like, obviously they don't have the luxury of, like, shaving their legs or putting on makeup or... Right, but I'm more talking about, like, she doesn't dream to have children. She doesn't dream to have this romance with Peta. Mm-hmm. It kind of just happens. Like, she doesn't look forward to it like most girls, even in District 12. Well, she's not like most girls. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm pointing out, that, like, I wouldn't con- what I wouldn't is. necessarily call her masculine. No. She's just, under her circumstances, she's had to adjust her... She can't really think about that, she's just so in the moment. Yeah, she can't afford to think like that. (laughs) What? That's a quote from the movie. I just can't afford to think like that. So, yeah, she can't. Oh, I I didn't even realize I said that. Yeah, that was funny. It's a good one. So, So, there are many examples of how, you know, Susan Collins has adapted, like, Greek mythology into the Hunger Games and everything, and um, there are so many other examples, so I, I just chose this one because it, you know, definitely is um, related to Katniss and everything, and we can see how Katniss is very much alike Diana, the Roman goddess of the hunt. Okay, thank you, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> I tried talking, like, three times, and all they came out was... <laughs> Alright. So, Sorry. as I mock myself, I guess I'll do mock and mail. We read and respond to your listener emails. You can send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to nightlookpodcast at gmail.com about the Hunger Games, the podcast, or any of us hosts here. So, we do respond to all emails, and for those we don't email back, we do respond by reading and responding to them right here on the show. So, first one, um, I want to nominate Matthew to uh, read this one. Busy. <laughs> I'm busy? Yeah, me too. Okay, okay. This is from Amber. It says, Hey guys, congratulations for being nominated. You are such a good podcast and you deserve it. Oh my god, this is long. Um, I did my little share, sharing getting you there. You're welcome. I voted, I voted for today and I hope you win. She means uh, podcast yes. awards for those of you that aren't aware. I was able to get a look at those leaked photos. Lionsgate isn't going, isn't doing a very good job keeping the films under wraps, are they? Kira, you said that you hoped that they will recreate the sets so you could go visit them. When I heard this, my mind backtracked to the first book when Katniss was talking about the arenas and that they are only used once. After that, they become tourist attractions. She said that the capital people can go in and look at historical places where their favorite tributes died or their favorite battle scene happened and recreate it. I could not help thinking that this would be very similar. It is just a movie, but I couldn't help think of how much we are like the capital. Very true. Um, we'll skip that. Um, about the fact that Katniss is just the face of the rebellion and not the brains, I kind of see her as a book. Okay. As both, maybe? As a book. Okay. As a book. Listen. She is the front cover. People will judge her, think she is strong, or think she is weak. She only mirrors a little bit of the content, and what's inside makes up the rest of the book. She didn't really have a choice, because once word got up that she was one of the rebels, she would have expected to become the face and lead. If she didn't, it would be look. It would look like they were weak and unable to win the rebellion. I hope this all makes sense. I did. It did in my head, but I'm not sure now. It does. Um, also, about women working in the mines, I seem to recall that they could. They could work in the mines, but the woman Katniss associated with didn't. Gail's mom could have worked in the mines, but didn't because she had a little poppy. She had little poppy with her, who was just a baby. Katniss's mother couldn't either because she had to take care of Prim and afterwards was mentally unstable. This does not mean that they got the same wages, but that is what I remember. Sorry for the huge email. I can't wait for your next episode. Bye, Amber. 
So thank you. That had a lot of um. I like the book thing. That's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting analogy. I, I, I'm a fan of analogy. So is she like in favor of what I'm saying about Katniss all the time? I think so. Like, think like so. she's the face and not the brains. You're saying that she's not the brains, so I think she is agreeing with you. Oh, awesome. Um, I like when people agree with me. Yeah, and I, I like how um, she talked about, like, the recreating the sets. Like, that never occurred to me, like, how Katniss was making fun of, like, oh, go see the sets and everything, when I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they'll keep the sets that I can go visit to, like, not realize how... Um, Ignorant, I sound. You know how much of, like, the capital we actually are? Yeah. It's a little scary like, no, but You know what scares me? I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next email. Um, okay, there's no intro to this, so it jumps right in. I don't know if it's the same spelling, but in my theology class, we learn about the capital signs. She told us that capital means kill or fatal. Susan Collins is a genius because the capital in the Hunger Games kills people via the Hunger Games or when they get pissed off like what happened to Seneca Crane. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. Congrats on the nominee. I hope you do a live show soon. May the odds be ever in your favor, Veronica. Um, So it's interesting that it means that um, means kill or fatal. So I wonder why we call like cities, capitals. No, they spell it differently. Right, but she's saying capital with an A means kill or fatal. Oh. Which is weird. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that. Because if they betray the capital, they'll kill them. Yeah. I guess. Huh. Similar to Pan Am, I guess. Yeah. Because like you know, capital of the United States or capital city. Like if you betray that capital, they're gonna unleash. <laughs> That's not what we do in the United States. No, we like kill you, people. No, like if you go against, like, if you try to fight against the United States. Oh, like against the law or like something? The, yeah, the capital is going to come and get you. I guess. That makes sense, right? Yeah. All I, right. Said, I said that right? I'm yeah. starting to buy it. Yeah. Okay. It takes me a while to process these things. So our final segment today is going to be Capital Opera. And you guys, if you're frequent listeners, you know how this works. I just... Sometimes they're good songs, sometimes they're really bad, sometimes I've nothing to say about the songs. But Which is why maybe you should start picking from the list I personally made you. Yeah, but maybe. I guess most of the songs are just Peter Loves Katniss, LOL. Um, yeah. I hope so yeah. this one isn't. Yeah. So this is It's Time by Imagine Dragons. Here we go. Um, I thoroughly enjoy the song. I really like it a lot. Um, just like the whole like beat and theme of the song. Um, in relation to the Hunger Games, I was relating it to like um, you know like tributes in general. Okay. Just like saying like um, I don't want to let you down. You know, be like that motivator. Be like that star. Don't want to fail the people like, that you who love. Don't they want to let down their family, their district. Okay, I was be, thinking more of whoever they partnered up with. They don't want to okay, let. Okay, that's so, a good one too. Okay. 
um, I just felt like just did um, the tribute just being like this whole song, being a self-motivator. That like even though that they know they're going to die, they need to know what they're dying for and how they're going and like how they're going to stop and nothing to not die. Um, what else? What else was it? Uh, 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 oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got for it. So yeah, I was thinking of it in the tribute sense in the arena as well. Um, specifically, um, the very beginning. Uh, when they say, when you said that you were spent and now it's time to rebuild from the bottom of the pit right to the top, um, don't hold back. Um, I was trying to think of, like, um, a pair of tributes or a group of tributes that were underdogs and then um, kind of rose to the top. I mean, obviously, that could be Caddis and Peta, who, you know, as it says, like, you know, it's time to build from the bottom of the pit right to the top. Um Okay, go ahead, Matt. Um, it can also be the family dealing with the loss of that loved one. Ooh, I like that. I liked that. Um, also... <laughs> I liked that, my own um, I also like... There's this um, fan fiction, which I'm actually writing. Um, there's a fan fiction. <laughs> oh, I'm the uh, author. Uh, okay. And that, like, the boy's parents die in the Hunger Games, and, like, he's left orphaned, and that the pre- President Snow takes him under his wing. And then he okay. eventually becomes, like, his right-hand man, which is really cool. Um, and <laughs> Nothing like posting about your own writing. No, like, it's a really good idea. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> a little conceited. But it's just kind of, like, bottom of the hit and rise to the top, like, just, li- just like, letting things know that things can get better, even though, like, you're still not going to forget. This is so connection, because, like, even though you're never going to forget, like, those initial feelings, mm-hmm. and that, like, time essentially can't heal all wounds. Mm-hmm. So, that's my connection. You're okay. welcome. You're welcome. Um, do you know what that's from? No, it reminds me of Rosie, though. Okay, no, it's we from just, a show. We're dating. Email in, guess we just what kiss. show it's from. We just kiss. Yeah. We're okay. dating. Um, getting old. Um, it's old. Okay. What yeah. else you got? Um, so, other quote I have, The City Never Sleeps. Um, I mean, I I do a lot of obvious things, but like, I think it's nice for people that are my level of intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> Matt. It's interesting that you know what I'm going to say, but it's a little deteriorating that you know I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, I knew you were so, going to say that, too. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> the city never sleeps. Like, all the tributes are... I, like, there's always tributes that are awake and looking for others to kill and everything. And so, I think it's kind of like you can never take a break. Um, you got, <laughs> you always have to have one eye open, as uh, Taylor Swift explains it. Um, That's not even applying to the games sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, but like... Like, you still gotta keep one eye open because you're always in the public eye. If you're yeah, I know, but I'm really in touch of the games right now. I'm not saying that's the only way you can take it. Whatever. It's like interpreting something. That's not black and white. That's not the answer. There's many answers in literature, as we all know. So. Wow! What else you got? Is that it? I, I think that's it. I, yeah. I really wanted to connect it to, like, another pair of tributes, but I really can't think right now. Mm. Pity. Because, like, I was going to say, like, Finnick, but obviously he's from District 4, so he's not really an underdog. Maybe Rue, but she died, so that's not really... That didn't really work out too well. Rue, but uh, she died. But I, suppo- I suppose, like... I suppose, I suppose, in a sense, that Katniss and Rue were together, <laughs> and that they kind of rose up from the bottom to the top, because nobody expected two tributes, two girl tributes, by the way, um, from District 11 and 12 to rise up and kind of give the careers a run for their money kind of thing. So I think we connected that way, too, and... Um, that's all I have to say on this matter. Righty. So, yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, to wrap up the show, we have 
Some um, plugs. Plugs as usual. So email us with any comments about this episode or previous ones at nightwalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also click the contact form on our website, nightwalkpodcast.com, if that's easier for you. As always, like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash nightwalkpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash nightwalkpodpod. Subscribe us on iTunes. All those links are located on our website, nightwalkpodcast.com, for your convenience. Please write us a review. Is that you? I just came up with that on the spot. Uh, So please review... Please write us a review on iTunes. I really jump for joy whenever one of you lovely listeners writes one for us. Um, it's great to see that you guys are, um, you know, trying to spread the word about us. And um, iTunes is definitely the best way to have podcasts seen by other fans like you. I'm sure a lot of you um, found us through iTunes. Um, you know, other Harms fan sites, too. Or podcastawards.com. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think iTunes is the main way that you find podcasts. That's the way I find podcasts. So it's great. If the more reviews we have, um, the more listeners um, will be um, grabbed to attention by us. So it's so easy. If you don't know what to write, just express how addicted to the show you are, as you all are, I'm sure, <laughs> and uh, how in-depth we get about Hunger Games, because I'm not going to throw any particular Hunger Games podcast on the bus or anything. But um, some of them. We're the best. <laughs> but um, some of them don't get as in details we get, or as analytical with insight, and have you know, I, I mean, we we have a lot of segments that are similar to other podcasts, but we also have a lot of original segments. Um, so yeah, so please write us uh, a review on iTunes. Like, pause it right now. Okay, good. You reviewed us on iTunes. Or something. <laughs> oh my that. god. All right. So my corny jokes are almost over. I, I swear. So as you remind you don't have to listen to them all every day. Yeah, you could you could always just stop this podcast right now as I only have one more announcement. But you gotta listen to bloopers, so you gotta stay tuned. As we've been reminding you on the last couple episodes, we have added a feature to our website, allowing you to sign up for email alerts when episodes are up uploaded, as well as other announcements. Um, if you're not in the social networking community, so to sign up, just go to nightlifepodcast.com, and on the right sidebar, you'll see a box where you can insert your email address and then follow the prompts that the email will send you. So that's all I have to say. On this episode, episode 38. That's all I gotta say, so I'm exhausted. So, um, <laughs> we didn't really have a Christmas, or not Christmas, but a holiday episode this year. Um, that's okay. But that's that's cool, because we had one last year and everything, and um, we're giving away the... Um, that was a year ago. I know, crazy. Wow, um, cry, cry. Local Macavisa. Um, but we are giving away the... Um, you know, we're having a contest for the unofficial Hunger Games cookbook, so be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's you know, pod, P-O-D, and then also retweet the tweet we're going to include in the show notes. So all you have to do is look in the show notes for this episode, the little summary, click the link at the bottom, it'll show you the tweet, just hit the re- retweet button, you're all set. So, um, yeah, be sure to do that, and happy holidays, guys. Um, yeah. We'll probably see you after they're all over. We'll probably see you before New Year's. We have a little uh, we'll holiday recess that we uh, get to do fun stuff like this. So, so we'll see you all then. All right, bye. Happy holidays. Before the hilarious bloopers, I just wanted to let you listeners know about a Hunger Games event coming up. It's called the Hunger Runs, which is an adventure race like no other. It is designed with obstacles and challenges guaranteed to test your strength and endurance. You'll compete to win an insane 5K course. So whether you want to take on the challenge of finishing atop your wave or just like to enjoy a day of obstacles with your friends, The Hunger Runs is plenty for everyone. The Hunger Runs is holding its first ever premier entertainment 5K obstacle course, consisting of archery, wall climbing, spear tossing, and even balls of fire. So run the distance, shoot your way to victory, and win The Hunger Runs. This race will take place Saturday, January 12th, 
in Santa Clarita, California. Being a Nightlock Podcast listener, you can use discount code HUNGERACTIVE and save 20% off. So to use this, go to HungerRuns.com. Stop. Okay, I have to mark this so we take this. Ah, you need to control yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you control your croaking? No. Most of the time. You can't suppress a Sometimes burp. Sometimes I could be like, let it out a little bit at a time. You can't suppress a burp, I'm sorry. She's been named, named Outstanding Performer of the Year by Santa Barbara. Is that how you say it? Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. <laughs> She's been named Outstanding Performer of the Year by Santa Barbara. <laughs> it's not Santa. Santa? Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. She has been named Outstanding Performer of the Year by Santa Barbara International Film Festival for her por- performance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, keep it. I'll That's hilarious. It. Keep it. <laughs> I just call them bleepers. Call them the bleepers. 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 No, hey, please, Matt. Um, I've, been, I've been working on this really hard. Oh, yeah? Because I don't see much um, I'm just, results I'm, coming. I'm just being... St- do put I, I, I. I'm sorry, I will do so much better this time. Oh. Freaking focus. You okay, don't jail? get distracted by him. 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 <laughs> that was really deep. <clears throat> Go ahead. See, if Mariah was here, she could talk to me about the whole hair thing. And you kind of like defined. Defined? <laughs> what happened? Oh. Oh, that's cute. It's not cute. Not cute, but it's, I don't so <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm thinking about what? Justin Bieber. It's not cute. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just caught up in the image of the little boy. And the- <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now. Nice one. So-, so she feels the need to talk to the stream and, well, not really a dream, but I'm sure. You're full of scrubs today. A little bit. So she feels the need to talk to everything going on. <laughs> ma, ma, ma. Uh. She feels. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying this, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, maybe Matt won't catch on. But you're a smart one. So Katniss brings up the. I already said this. Wait, no, I didn't. No, you said. Did I? Yeah. Okay. So, would District 13 look any different from when it was bombed? Oh, God. That wasn't the question I was asking. Okay. Okay, what, well, I don't understand that question. Okay, I'm look trying to explain this. Look any different than when it was bombed? Obviously, it's going to look different. It's been bombed. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to skip. Do you think the cow... Yes, Matt! Yeah, have you read the book? Oh, my God. 